0: And welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shaporst. With me is Vinny Tadaro. And on this episode, we've got some, for this time of year, real news. It's, It's the closest thing to real news we've had in a while. Zach Martin, apparently, is unhappy with his contract and is threatening to hold out. So we'll talk about that. Also may talk a little bit about some uh, Dak Prescott stats. This new uh, PFF annual just came out and, and always has some some interesting tidbits, at least to me. And then we'll wrap up with the last three games, our predictions for the last three games of the upcoming Cowboys season. But as always, we'll start off with a trivia question this week is my turn to ask the question so this guy is a linebacker who was drafted in the third round out of purdue not by the cowboys oh god okay
1: because um, they had a thing about going after third round linebackers there for a while <laughs> um but he played for the obviously he played for the cowboys Yep. um third round linebacker aerpie who played for the cowboys mm-hmm. um I do not know al singleton
0: nope uh let's see so he was signed to a five year deal from the uh by the Cowboys from the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Oh, uh, um. Oh, Aiken Ad Adelaide or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's. I, I always called him Aiken Adele. Aiken um, Adele. I could be wrong on that pronunciation, but yeah, I think that's you got right. it. You got it. I was gonna for my last hint. This is something I totally forgot. He. He was apparently traded along with Anthony Fasano in like a package deal to the Dolphins in exchange for a fourth-round pick, um, which I totally forgot about that. But yeah, one of the last... He was signed the last year of Parcell's tenure. So uh, let's, let's talk about Zach Martin. So Zach Martin... This has been a couple days. I think it was Wednesday last week he released, or his agent, I don't know how this was leaked, but it was leaked that he is unhappy with his contract. He believes he is, I don't know if he said specifically he's being paid. He said he's being woefully underpaid. And then I think Adam Scheffner, who's the one that reported it, said he's $6.5 below Market value, which is just saying six and a half million per year, less than the highest-paid linebacker, which is accurate. Made guard, guard. Sorry, thinking of Aiken and Dell. Adele, um, and that he may hold out. As a result, he, he missed the
1: charter plane today.
0: He did. He was okay. Not on the okay. The Interesting. Okay, I, that that was news to me. So what are what are your initial thoughts when, and what were your thoughts when you heard that news, Vinny?
1: Well, he's probably going to get a better deal. Um, they have the cap space. They need him. Um, my feeling is, though, he's, he's too old to be the highest paid guard in the NFL. And um, he really should have taking all this into consideration when he signed his last contract. Right. Um, you know, rather than uh, thinking about it now, um, in the meantime that he doesn't need a training camp, you know, veterans veterans like him don't need training camp. It's probably better off that he not even do anything cause all it could could happen is he's going to get hurt. Um, so I'm not even concerned about him sitting out. Um, If he comes in to play the first week, he'll be ready to play. It's the kind of player that he is. Um, I look at it as an opportunity to give um, the young no-names like Josh Ball and Matt Farniak uh, and the rookie, the rookie fifth-rounder, a chance. And let's see what we got there. Uh, hopefully they can at least provide us with some depth. There's also the free agent they signed, whose yeah. uh, name I forget, October or it, something like good, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let, let's let's see what we have in these guys. Let's give just you know, just put Josh Ball on notice that this is his last opportunity. If he's going to play with this team, it's it's going to be at guard, and he's going to have to be able to be a um, a game be on the game day roster this year and be able to contribute. If not. See you later, see you later, Neville Gallimore. I've already given up on him. Um, I've pretty much given up on Kelvin Joseph and Nechuan Wright too. They're going to have a little bit more cap savings when they 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 cut those guys. But you know, are they going to spend it? You know, I, right now, right now the team, like I said, they have Super Bowl aspirations. They have eight holes. I know they can't fill all of them. No team fills every hole, but they have to fill some of them if they want to. Have the season that they want to have. All right. And so um, I would really hope that they spend that cap money instead of, um, you know, just earmarking it to extend uh, guys early. Yeah. And, um, you know, build a Super Bowl team and worry about the rest later. Yeah. Because this has been an unbelievable drought. Jerry's getting up there in age steven's getting up there in age and um they need to they need to win now and stop thinking about this you know we're gonna have this money we're gonna we're gonna pay all our stars early and we're gonna pay them make them the highest paid players in the year in the league if you lose one or two if you lose a couple players that's the price you pay for winning a super bowl winning super bowl has a price i remember when they won the first one they lost players when they lost the second when they won the second one they lost even more players and then you know after the third one you know, there was a pretty significant talent dream. Yeah. Uh, that's just, look at the Eagles. They lost eight starters.
0: Right. But the difference, I think, and you correct me if you think this is differently, and definitely with Eagles, the way they seem to be set up, is that the Eagles have drafted really well. And we had been drafting well until Barry Switzer took over and, and we didn't have Jimmy in that GM role. And then we just sucked at drafting after that pretty much consistently. Um, With the exception of a few guys like Larry Allen. But yeah, yeah, you got to be able to replenish talent. But I I would say, I'll say this too, to your point about not being able to sign everyone. You can always, I, I take exception to the people that say the salary cap is fake or the salary cap is illusion or anything like that. But it. but it can be manipulated and, and if you're if you really want to sign one guy, you for sure can. And and if you wanna make Micah Parsons, for example, who's the one guy that no question is worth being top of the market, in my opinion, you can make that happen. Now it might cost you Trayvon Diggs or one of these other guys. You can't sign every single player to the top to a top of the market deal. But no. you can sign one, and and you can do a lot to manipulate it and and kick the the can or, or you know push the credit card bill down the road, whatever yeah. analogy you want to call. So, mortgage it. Yeah. More, yeah, but and the salary cap's always always going up. So there's a lot of ways you can manipulate it. It, it it's is supposed to go up quite a bit now with the
1: new TV deal, I hear.
0: Right, and and that's the. That's the best reason I can think of for extending some of these guys early. Not not all of them. I, I wouldn't... It's only the guys that I would consider like sure things, like CeeDee Lamb, Lamb is probably the most prime example. I wouldn't extend Trayvon Diggs yet, no. um, even though he thinks he's a top 10 cornerback apparently based on the Madden ratings and his outrage of being like the 13th highest. Whatever. But uh, yeah, C.D. Lamb. I, I, I'm he's not. A, a, he's not a great corner. No, no. He's he's a good. He's a great ball hawk. He's a great, uh, you know, great at the point of attack. But as far as stickiness of coverage, he he's getting better, but he's still not great in any right. by any m- statistical measure. Um, going back to to Zach Martin. So my my thing is this he signed his contract in 2018 and a six-year deal and at the time he was the highest paid guard in the league which at the time he deserved he was the best guard in the league then and for the most part he's been the best guard in the league for his entire career however he like you said (laughs) He should have realized when he signed his deal that the market's probably going to change and bar outside right. of running back every single position goes up over time and every single player that's that's paid more than him is has been signed in the last since 2021. It's like not right. even close to when he signed. So right. for him to now say, "Oh, I'm woefully underpaid." Yeah, compared to now versus 2018, but you know that's that's what you get that's what you, how, what did you expect when you signed a 6 year deal you get the certainty that's the benefit but by the end of it you're going to be looking you know woefully underpaid so so is Patrick Mahomes who signed a 10 year deal like that's just the nature of it and if you didn't realize that like that's on you and your agent for not understanding yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he might he might say in 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 turn that um, you know the Cowboys weren't sure that he was still going to be the best guard in the league at this point or whatever. But no, he signed the deal and he's gonna he should live with it. It was a fair deal, and um, you know, at at this point, giving him a um, a deal which makes him the highest paid guard um,
0: it's like a charity thing at this point to me. Yeah, because he's he's just. He's just too old to get that kind of contract. And the other thing is, and again, this is kind of news for this time of year, but he was one of the five players in the NFL who got a 99 rating on Madden. He's not, at least based on his PFF grade last year, He's not that guy anymore. He wasn't last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he returned back to elite status. And, and certainly every other year besides last year, I think you could say he was top two or three, but last year, he was still good but and, and you know very solid in pass protection. but as a run defender, he graded as like a 63, like barely above average. And the fact that, that combined with the fact that he's, what, 32, 31 already, yeah. and if you—now the, the he's got two years left on his deal and then two void years, which we've used to manipulate the cap and, and push money into the future. So I'm sure his people are going to say, hey, we've got these void years already. Let's just do an extension for two years and make him the highest paid for those two years. He's going to be 35 and 36 in those years. Like, maybe if he rebounds this year and, you know, has another phenomenal season, gets back to his his peak of play, maybe I, I'd consider it. But at this does point, want, coming off the Does
1: lap, he want to win a Super Bowl?
0: That's a good question. Does he? <laughs> what, is he what, what does is he He does. He needs help. Right. And... and the other piece is, you know, just the... Rea- understood
1: that in New England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, the reality of the situation is, he has no, no leverage at all. And, you know, camp is Wednesday, the 26th. For every day he misses, he's fined 50 grand, and that's... Well, I
1: don't know if they're going
0: to do that. Un- well, I mean, that's by the CBA. That's not the team rule. So, I, I, you know, I don't think he has much leg to stand on here. And I think, you know, it, I, I think it could be, like you said, him being a veteran player, and I, and I totally agree that he does not need camp. And, and maybe that's all this is, is like, hey, let's, let's try and get a new deal done. Worst case, you get fined a little bit and... You know, which to him, he's made good money. It's not going to, you know, bankrupt him. Um and, and, you know, you get to skip camp. Maybe that's kind of the line of thinking. But... Yeah, with
1: players like that, I mean, you know, I'd almost rather they skip camp. Right. Because it's the only thing that can really happen is an injury. And we cannot afford an injury to Zach Martin. Yeah. And, then, you know, this they're already playing... They already got a problem with Tyron Steele. We don't know where he is right. in terms of his recovery. We need him back because he was a road grader. Um, Tyron Smith is an injury waiting to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, you know, I, I felt they should have done a little bit more in the off season to improve that offensive line. I have no yeah. idea why didn't they didn't take Torrance in the second round. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. They brought in some mediocre tight end. All right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they drafted Jake Ferguson last year give the guy a chance
0: right.
1: you know give 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 the guy a chance instead he basically said well we're not even gonna you know we're not even gonna give Jake Ferguson a chance because now we got somebody with second ground pedigree yeah you know I don't understand their draft I, I did not understand that draft move at all the yeah. Maisie Smith made more sense to me yeah. although I think they could have traded down and still gotten him and he's not the guy I would have taken yeah. um, but that at least it was f- really fulfilling a big need. Then they go for tight end. You know, if you're going to get a tight end, get somebody, get a veteran. Sign a veteran. Don't or, sign some half-assed rookie.
0: Or and, and like the thing is with that, <laughs> a why not sign? If you're not sold on Jake Ferguson, why not sign Dalton Schultz for nine point two five million or nine point five million for one year? Let, give him another year to develop. And then you can, if you want to draft someone later to develop as well, fine. But like considering who is the guy? Oh yeah, Evan Ingram. So the Jacksonville Jaguars just signed Evan Ingram to uh, basically a thirteen point three million dollar per year deal. So the fact that and Evan Ingram's fine. He he had like seven eight hundred yards last year. He's a good receiving tight end, a good move tight end. But he's not Travis Kelsey or even, you know, a second-tier guy like a Dallas Goddard or Mark Andrews. He's like, you know, he, he's in that Dalton Schultz tier. Maybe for Dalton Schultz last year, maybe Ingram had a little better year, but he's that kind of guy. The fact that we could have gotten a guy like Schultz for 9.5, if we again, if we thought tight end was a big need, to where we were going to reach on a guy like Shoemaker, why not just bring back the guy that you know? For Or, or yeah. if you don't like Schultz, then draft friggin' Michael Mayer in the first round, yeah. who's as yeah. clean of a prospect as is yeah. ever going to come out. Like that, yeah. It's the combination of all these things that make that, that pick well,
1: utterly befuddling. Gonna... Yeah, I agree with you, totally. Yeah. And I think that they're going to, regret not taking Torrance. I think he's yeah. a man beast. And they could have plugged him in at left guard um, and made Tyron Smith a, the swing tackle.
0: He's a day one solid starter. I, I'd be shocked if he's anything but that.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, now Buffalo has two of our guards. Right. Um, and, you know, Tyron Smith, was he, he was impressive at tackle. He really wasn't impressive at guard.
0: You mean Tyler, Tyler?
1: Tyler? Tyron? Smith? Tyron
0: Smith. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. No,
1: no, no, no. The, the rookie Tyler Smith.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wasn't wasn't That's impressive
1: at guard last year.
0: Right. You know, he's right. got the size for it,
1: but he he he's a ty- just leave him. Right. Leave him be. <laughs> he's got the chance to develop into a an All Pro player. Yep. Or at least a Pro Bowl player, a left tackle. Just you got lucky. That you got this guy who was, you know, had some questions, definitely had questions around him. He's working out. Don't mess with him. Don't change his position. Leave him there, you know. And Tyron Smith, how how long are you going to belabor this with Tyron? Like they did with Tony Romo. Romo was nearly
0: dead. But at least with Romo, they made the decision. They were like, you know all right, you're done. Like, technically, he was healthy to play, and they are like, nope, yep. we're running with Dak Prescott because he's the future, and you're an injury yep. waiting to happen. And, and that's what we're not doing this time. Like, we should have right. learned. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, it, it but it seems like... But the problem is, especially if Zach Martin... And, and ultimately, I do think Zach Martin will end up Coming back, I, I with or yeah. without a contract, but
1: oh, I think they're going to up it a little bit. I think they're going to give him a, a few million dollars more to bring him back.
0: Maybe I don't I, think they're going to make him the they...
1: highest-paid player in the league,
0: though. I, uh, I hope they don't rip the up his contract. And get, that would be idiotic. If they
1: could lower his cap hit for this year, that I would be in favor of that.
0: But I, I think they've already done what they can with the res yeah. I mean, they've already got the void years there. I, I, I think if anything, the move would be to to Extend him maybe one year. I, I could kind of live with that, but because and I don't think that'll really affect his cap hit at all. But I don't know, and maybe they tie it into bonuses. Like if you continue to play 16 games and, and make all pros, yeah. then you can be the yeah, yeah I, I can get kind of get behind that. But, um, anyways, but but my, my point is if Zach Martin, assuming Zach Martin's there, then. You know, you've got Tyler Smith. If he played left tackle, you're you're you only got one question mark, and that's whoever slides in at guard. But if Zach Martin somehow does not, if he holds out or, or we trade him or something, then that really becomes a dicey situation with either Tyron Smith getting injured or us just moving Ty, Tyler Smith to left tackle. To, from the get go, then you've got a really questionable interior O line with two no, you know, complete unknowns at guard plus Tyler Biotish, who I think would probably be worse with worse supporting guards around him. Um, that I do not want to see. I, I think we can live with one <coughs> kind of unknown, and then that's that's not even including Terrence Steele, who's coming off an injury. So. I think we live with one unknown if we need to, but I would be really... And, and that's that's the problem with not tra- taking a, a Torrance is now you, you're kind of stuck. If you want to get your best and most proven five offensive linemen on the field, you have to put Tyler Smith at left guard, even though I don't want to. Because I agree with you, he did not play great at guard. He's, you know, if, if you have a great, uh, you know, not... If you have a promising left tackle, a guy who's got the one of the highest ceilings of any player I've seen at that position.
1: Oh, I think he was the best rookie at left tackle
0: last year. Yeah, which is saying a lot. He it was a class that had some really good players. Yeah. Um, Iki Aquanu, yeah. I I think is is the one that you could argue, you know, one A, one B type of thing, but but Iki you know, played phenomenally for a rookie, and, and so did Tyler Smith. And and Charles Cross played well, too, but I, I think both of those guys, Smith and Iquanu, were even better than him. It, again, it, it's a credit to those guys for how impressive they played at a valuable position, a more valuable position than guard. So um, let's uh, move on to... Uh, but I'll expect to see no, Zach
1: Martin back, even if it's the beginning of the season. But I I, I, I think they're
0: going to give him a little bit of a raise. Yeah. I, again, well, as long like as they don't, don't I think they will. As long as they don't rip it up, I, I can I can live with an extension. It's I mean of course it's all going to depend on the terms, but I I think they should just hold firm and and tell him, hey, let's see you bounce back a little bit and have a better season and then we'll talk about an extension Um, so I think I'm going to hold off on doing the uh, Dak Prescott deep statistical dive for now let's finish up with our breakdown of the season so we're on on to week 16 which is at the Miami Dolphins and I believe in my my predictions have us at ten and four and yours have us at eight and six, I think. So our week sixteen matchup is at Miami. What do you what do you think of that one? Miami Dolphins.
1: Miami Dolphins at Miami. Um, I'll take Dallas in that one.
0: Okay. So I'm actually
1: even though, Miami might be a team on the rise.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take Miami, and my reason—I mean, for one, the combo of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle terrifies me. And, and as much as I think our defense will be better, I don't—I don't know if we have the athletes in the secondary like to to hang with those guys. <laughs> you know, I—I just—I I think I'm permanently scarred for from all these. You know, we're definitely better at it than we once were, but still, you know, the Deshaun Jacksons, the Santana Mosses that would just torch us for deep balls, you know, these guys are even are better than anyone that we've ever, like, been torched by as a deep threat. Um, and, and Tua's not, not the, like, strong armed, you know, gunslinger that you think of. But what he is is he's very accurate and he is great at timing to where he he just gets the ball out quick and, and gets it out in front of those those burners. And beyond that, they can take a ten-yarder and, and take it to the house too. So now if he's he his big thing is injury concerns. He missed their playoff game last year with injury, and he missed a couple regular season games. And granted, they have a better backup this year in our old guy, Mike White, which that would be kind of funny if, if we ended up playing him. But, but still, I, I would be much less worried about Mike White than, than Tua. But yeah, the Dolphins, they, they brought in Vic Vangio as a defensive coordinator. And they also brought in Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier Howard. They drafted, I think, Cam Smith. Like they've got a really the only kind of weakness I see on that team is their their O line is still a little questionable, but they've got they've got some players. They got Connor Williams. There was one guy on that line, I think maybe Robert Hunt is it was the one guy who was kind of decent. And then Teron Armstead, who who's kind of like a Tyrone Smith, where if he's healthy, he's good, but he's injured all the time. So you know, I could definitely see a lot of scenarios playing out where I would feel more confident that we'd win, like if Tua was hurt or or if Teron Armstead was hurt, and and then you know we just tee off on on whatever quarterback. But if the Dolphins are healthy, especially you know their their personnel combined with the fact that I think their head coach is better than Mike McCarthy, Mike, um, oh, what's his last name? Mike M. I know it's a McDaniel, Mike McDaniel. Um, that you know, I think if they're healthy in Miami, I, I would I would say they'll I would expect them to more than likely beat us. So for me, that would put us now at what ten in five, and then. That brings us to week seventeen. This is an interesting one. We, this week seventeen. This is a Saturday night game against the Detroit Lions in Dallas. So at at home against Detroit. What do you think of that one? I'll take Dallas. Yeah, I, I think I'm taking Dallas too. I, I, you know, Detroit last year we played them. And honestly, you know, the score looked pretty lopsided, but it was a closer game than the score suggested. And they were missing Amras St. Brown, who is kind of their one true receiver last year. They've got Jamison Williams coming back, who, who should be a pretty good deep threat. They got a few guys on D. De- I think their defense is getting better, but I, I still don't, I don't think Jared Goff is very good. I, I think he's he's getting propped up by their offensive coordinator, who I think is very good, Ben Ben Johnson, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. I think, and and maybe that's enough to make him, you know, make him look like a a above average quarterback, but. I think they're still a year away from being like a true top of the NFC contender. You know, their their defense should be better, but I, I still don't see them being. You know, I, I still don't see them scaring our offense. I think we should be still able to, to pass the ball and run the ball fairly well on them and, and on defense. Amra Saint Brown is still kind of the one guy you got to worry about and i think we can uh you know we can limit him enough to win that so then that brings us to our season finale which is at washington what do you think of that matchup i think we both finny i think you're muted i'm gonna
1: take washington
0: yeah washington okay so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dallas. I think even in Washington, yes, we did lose last year the season finale to them, but I I think Washington most likely my my most likely prediction for them, and they did you know it's worth noting that they have a new owner they they got. I think it's Josh Harris is his name but it's it's a group that includes Mar- Magic Johnson. So it's not Dan Snyder, which means it has to be better than the worst ownership in football, which in my opinion they were. Um so but I I think that's going to take some time to to really take effect. I I don't see an ownership change like filtering down and and suddenly turning this perennial loser into a, a team I think most likely what's going to happen this year is they're going to be the worst team in the division and by the end of the season it's very possible Ron Rivera is already fired and they promote Eric Bienemy to head coach honestly if that happens I, I think I'd be more worried than if they still have Ron Rivera in there as kind of a lame duck yeah, I think if they if they promoted Eric Bieniemy, they're probably you know like kind of like Jason Garrett got promoted midseason when they fired Wade Phillips, and then we actually kind of put together a little bit of a a run toward the end compared to how we had been playing. So I could see that happening, and in which case I'd be I'd be more nervous. We're we're clearly the better team, Washington. They've got a great D line. But they don't really, and they've got some good receivers, sure. But they really don't impress me that much anywhere else. And and the main thing is their quarterback. Like they've got this complete unknown in Sam Howell, and then they've got Jacoby. Yeah, well, that's Brissette.
1: that's the question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's and they Jacoby Brissett had a good year last, but you know historically Jacoby Brissett's been just kind of a. He's he's a high-end, to me, he's a high-end backup, sort of like Andy Dalton. I'd rather have him than Cooper Rush, but I don't want him as my starting quarterback. So Jacoby Brissett doesn't really scare me, <laughs> doesn't do, do much for me. So, yeah, ultimately, I think we're a better team. We should win, but if, again, if they're playing energized... And if we're not on our game like we were clearly at the end of last year when we lost to them, I certainly wouldn't put us past losing to them in Washington. Okay. Yeah. So I think right. by my uh, count, that would put us at so that's all all 17 games. I think my prediction is 12, another 12 and five, and you are 10 and seven. So definitely both seem okay. reasonable outcome or, you know, realistic outcomes. So, um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about minicamp. We'll definitely break down some, some DAC, uh, DAC statistics from the PFF annual. And if there's any other news, we'll, we'll certainly talk about it. But thanks for tuning into this week, and we'll see you next time.